Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dan. It's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. It is Thursday. This week has flown by. Today, I wanted to discuss with you a, an interesting topic, I guess the best way to put it. Somebody asked me, is there ever a time when Agile is not the best fit? Is there ever a time where traditional project management or waterfall or longer cycles make sense? And I had to stop and think about it because this, this took me a long time to pull together, right? So I had to stop and think about it. And I said, well, you know, it, it does it does make sense in certain scenarios. And, you know, I tell everyone who asks me, if they ask me, what is the gold standard as far as project management is concerned? I always turn and say, well, the PMP, in my opinion, the project management professional is the gold standard. And the reason why is because it teaches you fundamental things that you can't learn anywhere else. And I don't know that you'll ever use them, but it definitely gives you the formulas and the pieces that are necessary for you to be thoughtful about how you approach projects. You know, I, I often tell people in my class that Agile is not spandex. It's not a one-size-fits-all model. And there's sometimes where you don't want to see someone wearing spandex. We all have that person, right? So with that being said, you know, what are some times when Agile maybe isn't the right choice? What, what are some times when other types of project management work better? So uh, let's, let's roll some out. So how about this first one? Sometimes when a customer gives you feedback, there's not necessarily a need to make those changes or implement them fast and frequent because it doesn't cause any harm to wait to them or the business, right? So sometimes you can gather up feedback and piece and parcel it together into a release. I experienced this once when I was working with a large cruise line. Now, many of you have cruised. A lot of people say, I love cruising. Some people hate cruising. But one of the terms that I heard for one of the most popular cruise lines was that it catered to the newlywed or nearly dead. And with that being said, the average age of the cruiser was very high. And based on that, you know, they wanted to make some adjustments to their website, for example. And they had two options. They could either make these incremental changes to the website and frequently update it, and it would drive everyone nuts. Or they could package it together into a nice quarterly, quarterly release with a subsequent video attached to it that could teach people about the new features and how to use them. And it was just a very thoughtful, considerate way to do things. And the latter ended up winning. And even though this organization was agile in nature, their website release became something that they did very much not agile, which is really interesting. So that's, that's a good example. Or what about times when digital transformation isn't necessary for the type of service or product the company's offering? If, if you're not doing this huge digital transformation movement and it's not necessary, and maybe you're in a factory, I don't know. Maybe Agile isn't the right choice for that either, you know, or maybe it is. But there are times where when you don't need it, you know, is Agile overkill for the problem, I guess, right? You know, trying to put, a, you know, a, a large 10-cylinder engine on a go-kart, while it might sound fun, <laughs> would weigh down the go-kart heavily and probably is overkill for the solution, right? We don't need a turbine jet engine on a go-kart, although my son would probably like that. Uh, what about this one? What about when existent solutions are stable and are solving a problem in a way that innovation wouldn't change or cause any benefit? So the perfect example I like to use here comes from the banking industry. You know, there's only so many ways that you can calculate or ledger a balance, whether it's for a loan or whether it's for an account or account services, whatever the case may be. I don't know that the existing solution 
it can be any better, faster, stronger, whatever the case may be. I, I don't know that we can do anything to make it better at this point. I think that we've gotten so good at crunching numbers that I don't know that there's any evolution or innovation to the way that's done. Now, could we do different things with those uh, figures and algorithms? Absolutely. But I don't know that changing the existing solution makes sense if you're going to use Agile to do it. It just doesn't work. What about if the market you're working in is completely stable and predictable? I'm not saying that this market exists everywhere, but this market does exist, believe it or not. If the market you're working in is completely stable and you know that this many units leave the building every single day and that that never changes, that there's not a whole lot of fluctuation, it's completely stable. It's been this way for the last 20 years. I don't know that bringing in Agile is going to make you sell more units or move more units. It just, if everything's stable and predictable, don't break, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. What about when you're in a situation where a failure or a mistake could cause irreversible harm? What if you were in the middle of, I don't know, some type of life support operation and, and you were working on a machine that sustained life? Ooh, you know, I don't know that I'd want to do some agile changes just to inspect and adapt and see how things go. The whole concept of fail early, fail often probably doesn't apply when you're dealing with a situation that's life or death. So I, I get that. That makes sense. What about this one? And I took time to write these down. What about this one when it says making late changes is cost prohibitive or even impossible? If you make changes too late, it just doesn't make sense because you're going to have to spend so much money to make the change that it's just not possible. It's better to do it in the next release. Now, here's a secret. There are some larger companies out there who follow this very principle today as part of their agile framework. What they do is they say, instead of making these changes late that put everything at risk, we're going to roll these into our next operating system or into our next version of whatever we're trying to build. And what's interesting is when they do that, it ends up making their product more stable and ends up making their end users a lot more happy. So it's interesting how that works, but you can actually do that. What about customers or end users that are not available for collaboration? Now, this is an important one. Um, I've worked on some projects for some pretty high profile individuals. And what I can tell you, sometimes that end user, they're like, just do it. I'm not interested in meeting and talking and collaborating. If there's something I need after, I'll send you an email. And, tell you. and it sounds harsh when they say it, but the truth is not everybody has the time to dedicate in the role of a product owner or a stakeholder to the teams. I'm not saying it's the right answer, but it's an answer, right? So sometimes we need to deal with the fact that the customer and user is not going to be available, and it may be easier for us to put together a more holistic approach or solution. But what about when the organization should be operating as a machine, very hierarchical, where, um, where constant changes and in innovation aren't necessary, right? If it's operating just perfectly and there's, there's a set of rules and guidelines that are going through and there's not a whole lot of need for change or innovation, you know, maybe Agile's not the best answer there either. Uh, what about when end users can't start using the product or service before it's completely done? Now, this one... Uh, I'm sitting on a fence on this one. And I kind of put this one in near the end for that reason. Because I think even if end users can't start using the product until it's completely done, you know, you can't build a plane in the area. People always use that example, right? You, you should wait until the plane's finished before you fly on it, just saying, right? Um, but I think it's just so incredibly important for us to understand that some products need to be finished before you use them. It doesn't mean that you can't iterate as you go and do agile that way, but you're not going to release that, you know, you're not going to do continuous uh, release, continuous deployment 
you know, you're, you're only going to release that product when it's finished. Now, what about the last one? I saved the best one for last. When you have problems, but those problems can be tackled sequentially by either a siloed team or a group of individuals, uh, and priority to solve them isn't, it's just a matter of urgency. There's, there's no other reason or logic behind it. So you have a product or service, you have some requests that come in for change or for things that need to be updated or fixed. And it's really easy to pick them out in order of urgency and say, here we go, we're just going to knock this one, then this one, then this one. If, if that happens, then, you know, it, it may not be that uh, Agile is the best solution. I think what happens is we need to consider what are the conditions? You know, what are the conditions that surround what we're trying to do and whether Agile makes sense or not? Sometimes we need to say, you know, uh, if everything here is not necessarily related to people or culture, uh, and or if it creates unfavorable unfavorable scenarios unfa unfavorable environments for implementing agile then 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 it probably doesn't make sense to reinvent the wheel we don't want to interfere with culture we don't want to interfere with frameworks that are already existing that are well oiled and working right so when you hear companies that are using philosophy to build airplanes, elevators, create new marketing campaigns, modernize an entire you know organization you know Sometimes you have to sit and think, is Agile the right answer? And I'm here to tell you that proudly, Agile is the answer a lot more than it, you know, than it than it's not. But there are conditions and times where you really have to be thoughtful. And this is part of having that open mindset versus fixed mindset. If you have an open mindset, you're able to figure these things out. And I hope that list was helpful to you. I'm going to try to jot them all down and make sure that I got them all because some of those came off on the fly. So <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at learnmoreatagiledad.com or we'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your peers, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everyone at work about it. We're trying to get up to several thousand subscribers at this point. We've already crossed some benchmarks and we're really happy with the growth, but we want to see things continue to expand. If you have a topic you'd like for us to cover, send it over. And as always, we encourage you, if you have want to learn more about this or any other topic, visit agiledad.com where we'd love to see you there. So as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. We'll see you soon.